0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to an all-new edition of the Metropolitan Report. I am your host, Alfred Parsar Jr., and here on this program, we talk about any and everything New York Mets. Today is Saturday, July 3rd, 2021, and on this edition of the Metropolitan Report, we're going to talk about the All-Star Game starters list being revealed and how many or how few New York Mets are on that list. We're going to have a minor league report for you, including which Mets prospects have been selected to play in the All-Star Futures game. We're going to recap the past couple of games, and we're going to preview the upcoming Yankees series that starts today, the Subway Series, three games in two days between the Yankees and the Mets, and then we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. Is it time to hit the panic button? But before we get to all that, uh, here are the National League East standings. The Mets still in first place, uh, a position they have held for almost exclusively all of the season thus far they come into today with a record of 41 wins 36 losses good for a win percentage of 53 percent trailing in second uh the washington nationals who sit at 500 even 40 wins 40 losses they're two and a half games back the atlanta braves are in third 40 wins 41 losses uh the philadelphia phillies in fourth 38 wins 41 losses and as always with the majority of the time spent this season in the cellar the Miami Marlins at 34 and 46 so this New York Mets team you know the National League East or or the National League least as i like to call them one of the weakest divisions in all of baseball and it's 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 not looking good for the Mets, the Mets have been in first place for a good majority of the season. However, uh, lately they've been doing more losing than winning. Uh, luckily, all the other teams in the National League East are either mediocre or not good. Uh, the Mets continue to benefit from rain delays, rainouts, and postponements. Uh, yesterday they were supposed to start the Subway Series in the Bronx against the Yankees. That game rained out, will be made up tomorrow uh at one o'clock in the afternoon as part of a split admission double header um but this Mets team struggling not even the word the injury bug has, has has caught up even more with the team so I don't even know where to begin talking about this this Mets ball club uh, today will be the first game they play in July uh let's see how they ended um the month of june so the last time we were with you on the metropolitan report was last monday by the way i do apologize about the gap in between time of the episodes but uh going back to our bi-weekly schedule this monday uh monday thursday as usual but uh last week monday was the doubleheader against the braves the mets split the uh, last tuesday the mets lose three nothing to the braves and then Tyler mcgill the rookie Made his debut last Wednesday. The Mets win seven to three. Then this is where uh, things get hazy. Uh, on the, on the Friday, the Mets split uh, the doubleheader against the Phillies. They won one. They lost one. They won Saturday. They lost on Sunday. Uh, Saturday was a walk off in the most dramatic fashion. Uh, Monday they go to Washington. They lose. Win on Tuesday. Lose Wednesday. Lose Thursday. So the Mets are at a bit of a losing streak right now. Uh, the Mets uh, have lost the last two in the division. The Braves have won three straight, uh, thanks and partly to the Mets. And the Mets have, have a number of woes, and I've said this before. If the Mets were in any other division in baseball, they would not be a first-place team. Of course, you want to look at the standings across baseball. You look at a, a division like the National League West, where the san diego padres are 14 games above 500 and that's only good for third in their division the dodgers 20 games above 500 only good for second in their division you you look at the american league east the tampa bay rays they're 12 games above 500 that's only good for second in their division you want to look at the american league west uh the oakland athletics 12 games above 500 that's only good for second place so uh, the Mets, they're they're five games above 500, and if they were in some of these other divisions, they would they wouldn't be in first. So the Mets are, are lucking out by playing in a a division uh that has mediocre teams in it. But more than that, the Mets they 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 need help. The offense has to wake up. Uh, Francisco Lindor, um, Dom Smith. Uh, Pete Alonso. In certain instances, guys just not hitting. Um, and then the Mets need something that not even a, a trade deadline trade can fix. They need health. That that's been the Mets' Achilles' heel all season. Um, uh, they had a lot of guys who've missed a lot of time. Uh, a lot of guys who have spent time on on the IL. Some of them have been away for for various other issues. Marcus Stroman just came off the bereavement list uh, because his grandmother just passed away. Uh, our condolences to him. Uh, we've had guys like uh, Jonathan VR miss a couple of games due to family issues, so more than just injuries. But the Mets, they need they need health, you, and you can't acquire health in, in any trade or or free agent signing, or or minor league call up. So uh, the Mets um, injuries have just been a thing that have have uh, just kept derailing. Well, not derailing them because they're still in first place, but just kept keep affecting them. And speaking of, of health, here's a big injury news. Uh, Dillon Batansis, the reliever, only appeared in one game this season, has officially been shut down for the rest of the year. Uh, Batances, who is who was only thrown in 12 and one-thirds innings, combined b- between this season and last season. Of course, the Mets acquiring Batances, uh prior to last season. He was expected to be a huge piece of the bullpen, Uh, He was expected to be uh, a setup man to Edwin Diaz, and he, Seth Lugo, and Diaz were supposed to be that one-two-three punch out of the bullpen that was supposed to be unstoppable. Of course, Dylan Batantis, the longtime New York Yankee, um, but has lived up nowhere near to expectations uh, in his tenure as a Met. Uh, Here's what Luis Rojas had to say uh, when questioned by the media about Batances and the shutdown um, a couple days ago
1: uh we stopped telling He's he's uh he complained with of some um shoulder uh pain and he's getting surgery
0: so he's gonna
1: he's gonna miss the remainder of the of the season and so he he's getting surgery i think is uh i think it's tomorrow so he won't be pitching for us uh for the remainder of the season that's what i was told by our medical staff so he's always a good presence i mean for your for your, for your bullpen and from an experienced standpoint pitching in new york and the stuff that he can have all that like it's just it's unfortunate to hear uh about this and uh you know i feel for him my prayers are with him so we pray for a promptly from re- prompt recovery and um you never want to see this happening you know but we pray that Delling career keeps moving forward and, uh, you know, that everything is successful with the process now.
0: Now, the interesting thing about Batances, um, this year would be the second year of his contract, but he has a player option for next season. So uh, if Batances wants to be on a team next season, he can be on the Mets if he chooses to opt in. Uh, the decision is entirely up to him uh but but the way it's looking right now if i were any other team in the free agent market looking for a reliever i, I would stay clear away from Dylan Betancus because he signed a two year contract with the Mets couldn't even pitch more than 12 innings in two seasons combined so um but again he could he could uh redeem himself and and re- reinvigorate and rejuvenate his career uh should he opt-in next season and is able to play in in a full season uh, of course the reason why he's being shut down pain in the shoulder uh he couldn't even make it through a rehab assignment uh was complaining of pain in the shoulder and um they just decided he needed surgery um uh, more than a and then rehab and again he only appeared in the second game of the season this season only one game didn't have a good outing um have we seen the last of dylan Batanzas i don't know uh, and again, uh, this was a Brody Van Wagenen signing last year. Um, he has the player option, so he could return to the team if he wants to, which I think he will because I doubt there will be a team that uh, would be willing to take a chance on him unless they give him a minor league deal with an invite to camp. But uh, too too much to speculate right now. But uh, we wish Dylan Betances all the best. Hopefully he can recover and and resume... Uh, his career. Uh, other injury uh, news notes for the Mets. Uh, Brandon Nimmo will be reactivated uh, today. Uh, he will uh, play in the Subway Series this weekend. Uh, Nimmo, who was one of the Mets' better hitters uh, during his tenure on the club before hitting the IL. Um, the only Met, <laughs> other than Jacob DeGrom, batting over three hundred so uh, it'll be exciting to see Brandon uh, come back. Jerry's Familia also uh, coming back. He was placed on the IL several weeks ago with the hip impingement. So uh, good to see uh, an arm in the bullpen that's so desperately needed. Uh, the Mets also activating Tomas Nito, who had a bruised right wrist. Uh, Nito, the backup catcher, had a brief IL stint, but was still on the IL nonetheless. And uh, Jonathan Villar is planned to be activated Today, Uh, VR had a right calf tightness, and uh, he will be activated today, so we could see him at some point uh, throughout this three-game series, uh, either today or tomorrow during the doubleheader. And, of course, as mentioned earlier, Marcus Stroman uh, activated off the bereavement list, but with players coming off the IL, somebody's either got to get put on waivers, get optioned, To AAA Syracuse Or just be released all outright Uh, So with that being said uh, Patrick Mazzica Travis Blankenhorn And Thomas Sapucki will all get on The coach bus that goes from Flushing upstate to Syracuse They'll be back with the Syracuse Mets Of course Mazzica now Several times he's been uh, On the shuttle bus between Syracuse and Flushing Uh, Of course Mazzica The king of the uh, Walk-off RBI feeler's choice. A cult following and a fan favorite in Flushing. I'm sure we will see him back in Flushing at some point in time. Uh, also, uh, more injury news. David Peterson, who... Uh, is no secret I've been very critical of this season. But David Peterson will be going to the injury list. Uh, he left uh, his start against Atlanta a couple days ago. Uh, with some side tightness. So... Uh, yeah, it, it was described on Wednesday as a very sharp pain in his side. Um, sounds all too familiar to uh, Jacob Degrom when uh, he was supposed to make that start in St. Louis last month, and uh, he was scratched from the start with right side tightness. Although he didn't end up uh, on the injured list for it, but uh, David Peterson on the injured list, and that that brings me to another point with all with all the issues. Uh, some people are saying, do the Mets wait till the trade deadline to to get a starter, or or do they make a move now? Um, of course, you have Degrom, uh, you have Walker, you have Strowman, but that leads four and five. I mean, Tyler McGill, the rookie, hasn't looked bad. Uh, he's pitched in two games, two no decisions, no wins and no losses, but he, he's pitched decent. Um, the Mets had Jared Eickhoff, um, the former uh, Philadelphia Phillies starting pitcher. Uh, but he's gone already out of the organization. He's been designated for assignment after only two star- after only two starts. Uh, he, he last started that game on Monday in Washington. Didn't look good at all and got DFA'd for his troubles. Um, and the Mets have several times this season had what we refer to as bullpen games. Have a reliever start the game and rely on the bullpen the whole way, which that you're gonna you're gonna flame your bullpen out eventually doing that. So uh, the Mets realistically need two starters. I mean, we, we, McGill hasn't looked bad. So uh, McGill's next start is tomorrow in Game Two of the doubleheader against the Yankees. So we'll see what he's made of facing a a great team. Uh, he, he's faced the Braves twice. Has McGill only team he's ever faced in the majors? So we'll see what he looks like against somebody else. But with Carrasco slated to come back this July, uh, or this month, I should say, do the Mets make a move? Do they wait? The The trade deadline is July 30th, so it's at the end of the month. Whatever move they make will be to catapult them further into the, into the postseason if they can even hold on to this uh, first-place lead. And all these questions arise... Um, as far as the trade deadline goes, uh, a lot of people were looking at the Washington Nationals who seemingly had nothing to play for. At one point, they were almost close to last in the division. And now since Kyle Schwarber and the gang have caught fire, especially Schwarber who came out of nowhere, um, a lot of people are surprised. If you would have asked me two weeks ago who I would have targeted, I would have told you let's, let's raid Washington and get Max Scherzer and Kyle Schwarber. Uh, two guys who, at the time, were on a team that had nothing to play for, but now uh, the Nationals sitting at 500 even, looking to, if not catch the division, uh, uh, catch a wild-card spot. But if you're a National League East team, it's going to be hard to catch a wild-card spot only because look at all the other teams going for the wild-card. You got the Chicago Cubs. Um, as mentioned earlier, look at the records of the, the Dodgers and the Padres. My goodness. 14 games and 20 games over 500 and, and still not good enough for first and then we're worrying about the national league east here five games over uh 500 and and you know you're, you're in first place magically so but the mets they have to make a move um a lot of people are saying they should go after jose Barrios, who's on the twins the twins having a uh they're just not performing up to up up to expectations this season the bomba squad uh, is just not clicking after uh, a reign of dominance for a few years over that al central but when you when Miguel Sano and Byron Buxton and Josh Donaldson and Nelson Cruz are, just aren't hitting uh, what else can you do? but um yeah a lot and Josh Donaldson another name that's been floating around in trade rumors. Uh, that the Mets are eyeing, but the Mets looking to upgrade at, uh, at one position uh, for a position player and also a starter, but I think the starter is more important, even though this offense needs a spark. I mean, the offense is getting a spark because Conforto has come back, Nimo is back, and uh, VR, who who was expected to have a primarily a bench role this season, uh, has been a key cog of this New York Mets team as well. But uh, the Mets have a lot of moves to make at the deadline, and uh, we'll see what they do. Uh, We're going to take a break. After the break, we're going to talk about All-Star festivities. So uh, you're listening to the Metropolitan Report. I am Alfred Parsar, Jr. What's up, y'all? This is Barry Grant, Jr., host of the all Even Podcast. I'm tuning in with my man, Alfred, host of the Metropolitan Report. That's the only place that I get my Mets news from. Tap in because trust me, that's crazy. Hey, what's up guys? Pete Alonzo here from the New York Mets and uh, I'm here with Alfred and I just wanna say thank you so much to all you guys for listening to the Metropolitan Report. It's a really awesome show. You got some great insight on Mets baseball and um, yeah, it's I mean, it's a great place where Mets baseball is talked about and we got a lot of really fun stuff coming up this year. It's just been absolutely tremendous. So thank everybody for listening to the Metropolitan Report. And uh, Alfred, keep doing your thing. And as always, LFGM. And we're back here on the Metropolitan Report. And before the break, I said we would get into All-Star festivities. So here we go. The All-Star game is not too far away. Uh, The All-Star break in and of itself is that Monday, Tuesday, of course, Monday, uh, which is my favorite part Of the All-Star Game. You have the Home Run Derby. As well as the uh, Celebrity Softball Game. And then the following day. uh, The All-Star Game on Tuesday. uh, Known as the Midsummer Classic. Uh, The the Home Run Derby is going to be on July 12th. Which is a week from this Monday. And then the All-Star Game is is the next day. A week from this Tuesday. uh, On July 13th. So let's talk here for a second. About... What's going on here as far as the All-Star festivities and the Mets that are involved. So the MLB All-Star starters list came out. Now we don't know who the reserves are yet, but check out this list. Uh You have starting at first base for the National League, Freddie Freeman uh, uh, from the Atlanta Braves. At second base, uh, Adam Frazier from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Even though his team is in the cellar in the NL Central, he's the lone bright spot there. Uh, shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. from the Padres. No, no question or secret there. Third base, Nolan Arenado from the St. Louis Cardinals. At catcher, Buster Posey, who's having a career renaissance uh, behind the plate from the San Francisco Giants. The outfielders, uh, a pair of Cincinnati Reds and Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker, who are one and two respectively league leaders and batting average in the National League East. And then you have Ronald Acuna Jr. from the... Atlanta Braves. Notice everyone I named and not a single New York Met. Um, as far as the starting pitcher goes, there's no doubt in my mind it's Jacob DeGrom. However, DeGrom has come out in the media and said uh, that if he is selected to the All Star game, which he most likely will be, that he will not pitch in the game depending on his pitching schedule. So. I do agree with that. I mean, the all-star game, meaningless game. Uh, It is a fun game to watch, but for many, many years, uh, the all-star game has meant nothing. And then they had that tie in 2002 in the game in Milwaukee where nobody won because they ran out of pitchers because the game was tied and went so many innings. And then they tried to say, uh, we're going to make the game mean something. And uh, the league that wins in the all-star game, uh, the team that represents them in the World Series gets home field advantage, which is crazy because... What do do the all-star game in the World Series have to do with each other? Absolutely nothing. So now that's gone away. But uh, I don't blame DeGrom for... I don't blame DeGrom whatsoever for not wanting to participate in a throwaway game when he's trying to make sure his Mets uh, get into the postseason. DeGrom himself trying to win not only a Cy Young and I think the Silver Slugger, but the MVP award as well. Uh... As far as other things going on in uh, the All-Star break this season, Pete Alonso said he's going to defend his 2019 Home Run Derby championship in this year's uh, Home Run Derby. Of course, there was no Home Run Derby or All-Star game or All-Star weekend last season because 2020 was the COVID-truncated season. However, uh, Pete Alonso is the most recent Home Run Derby champion. He says he's going to defend against... Uh, the field this year, which includes Salvador Perez of the Kansas City Royals. Um, the the entrant into the Home Run Derby that I personally want to see and that I think is the biggest threat to Pete Alonso's uh, title will be Shohei Otani from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Jeez, that's a mouthful. But uh, Otani, of course, the two-way sensation from Japan uh, this season... Uh, he is a he is among the American League league leaders in home runs. Of course, his pitching also speaks for itself. He's pitching well on the hill. Uh, he's hitting uh, homer after homer. So I think he is the biggest threat to Pete Alonso. Uh, Shohei will be making history. He will be uh, the first pitcher ever to compete in the home run derby. I mean, we technically got to classify him as a pitcher. He has several starts under his belt. He's in the Angels rotation. Uh, even though before this season he was used primarily as an outfielder, but uh, Otani will be uh, in the Home Run Derby. Uh, Also in the Home Run Derby, uh, Trevor Story from the Colorado Rockies, he's going to be in the Home Run Derby, and then uh, Trey Mancini will uh, round out the field so far in the participants that we know of. Trey Mancini, of course, incredible story uh, from the Baltimore Orioles. He... Uh, did not play last season in the COVID-truncated season. Of course, he was battling colon cancer last season. He's beat colon cancer and back in the majors in a big way, and uh, he's a true inspiration to us all and somebody that I believe we can all personally learn from. Uh, the home run numbers for these participants, So of course, again, uh, Shohei Ohtani leading the American League, 28 home runs. Pete Alonso has 12, Trevor Story, 9, Trey Mancini, 14. So you'd think here the favorite would be Shohei Ohtani. Uh, Of course, Pete Alonso was an All-Star in 2019, hasn't had the same success offensively uh, from his rookie season since then, but uh, he will be a part of the All-Star weekend uh, defending that Home Run Derby crown. We still have four participants uh, needed for the field, so as that comes out, we will update you here on the Metropolitan Report. Uh, Also, in addition to the Home Run Derby and the All-Star game, and the Celebrity Softball game. There's also the All-Star Futures game, which is divided into two teams, the United States versus the World, and the New York Mets, two of our prospects have been selected to play in the All-Star Futures game. So that brings us to our minor league report, where uh, we will cover who has been selected, and both of them from High A Brooklyn, from the Brooklyn Cyclones, third baseman Brett Beatty, and catcher Francisco Alvarez. So both of those guys selected. Of course, Beatty will play for the uh, the USA side. Alvarez will play uh, on the world team. And every year they do the uh, the All-Star Futures game. You, you get to take a look at some of the top prospects in all of baseball. They get together, they play this exhibition game, and some guys actually do get promoted from it. Uh, you want to look at 2004, David Wright played in the All-Star Futures game. And... He ended up having a, a great Mets career. It was one of the, only a handful of captains in team history. So uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, but it's going to be... It, it should be an exciting moment for, for Beatty and Alvarez. Uh, definitely well-deserved. Those two killing it in uh, high A Brooklyn. Uh, I can't say enough good things about Brett Beatty. Uh, this season in, in Brooklyn... Batting 318 with six home runs, 32 RBIs, on-base percentage of 417, and a slugging percentage of 534 uh, for the young third baseman, who's also now learning to play uh, the outfield. He's had, he's at had, uh, the last couple of games for Brooklyn. He's he's had a couple of starts in left field. So um, I got I got to give uh, tremendous credit to Ed Blankenmeyer and and the staff in Brooklyn. Uh, trying to make a versatile player out of Beatty who's already an offensive powerhouse. Uh and then there's Francisco Alvarez who started the season in Low A St. Lucie, uh, where he caught the eyes of of management in the front office as he hit four seventeen. And uh he's he's gone on to Brooklyn. Um uh, not quite hitting four seventeen, but in his time with the Brooklyn Cyclones hitting 267. But uh He is the youngest player in all of the minors right now, 19 years old, and uh, again, uh, hitting for power, and he's a catcher that can steal a base too. He has a couple of stolen bases on the season. So, Francisco Alvarez, the the prized prospect um, that the Mets have at catcher. Uh, Of course, uh, the Mets haven't had a franchise catcher since Mike Piazza, so he could be the catcher of the future but well-deserved for both Beatty and Alvarez. Uh, Both will be in the All-Star Futures game. That's going to take place on a week from Sunday, July 11th. Of course, the All-Star festivities this season are in Colorado, in Coors Field. Uh, Originally, it was scheduled to be in Atlanta, but as covered previously on the Metropolitan Report, due to that uh, voting law scandal and the way Major League Baseball felt about it, they moved the game to Coors Field in Colorado, So, uh, it's going to be a mile-high All-Star break. Uh, we got the Futures game on Sunday, Home Run Derby, and the Celebrity Softball game on Monday. And then on Tuesday is the Midsummer Classic itself. So, the Mets, uh, while it is yet to be revealed who the starting pitcher is, I can't see it being anybody other than Jacob deGrom. Uh, No no position players, starters, but uh, it's... It remains to be seen uh, who the reserves are. Could be a couple of Mets in there, maybe one or two. Uh, Also in the bullpen, I I can't imagine Edwin Diaz doesn't get a nod. And then, um, of course, Pete Alonso defending his crown for the Home Run Derby, in the Home Run Derby this year. And Francisco Alvarez and Brett Beatty in the All-Star Futures game. So that covers our minor league report um, of who's going to be in the All-Star Futures game. If you do live in Brooklyn or the New York City area, I highly recommend going to Maimonides Park out in Coney Island. Buy yourself a ticket. The tickets are usually $18 no matter where you sit in the ballpark. They do have some sales on some days. And uh, go see Brett Beatty and Francisco Alvarez play in person because I have, and you will not be disappointed and get a glimpse into the future of the New York Mets franchise. I guarantee you will not be disappointed. Uh, Moving on to the big elephant in the room is it time to hit the panic button now some people that i know they'll tell you no don't hit the panic button just yet it's still early in the season there's still time july is just starting now there's still august and september and other people will tell you yeah we had a five game lead almost a six game lead now it's two and a half at one point the lead was, was two So depending on who you ask It may be time to panic It may not be time to panic But if you ask me I'm going to tell you that yes It is time to panic Hit the panic button Why hit the panic button? Because yes While the Mets have dealt with the injury bug all season And managed to stay in the first place look at the rest of the division the mets are still being hit with the injury bug because now david peterson is out i mean batances was already gone but nobody expected him to be gone the rest of the year we expected him back at some point Cindergard, nobody knows when he's coming back if he's coming back at all like i said on a previous edition of the metropolitan report with Cindergard, if you're out of contention for the season let's say the mets do fully collapse they end up in third fourth or even last does it make sense to throw cinder out there for meaningless games on the rehab from tommy john no if you're if you're if you're still battling to stay in first do you throw Cindergaard out there wouldn't make sense because you don't know what you're gonna get if you've already locked locked up a playoff berth then fine throw him out there see what you get out of him see if you can put him on the postseason roster carrasco guy hasn't even thrown a pitch for us in history not even in spring training Got hurt just running sprints. Tore his hamstring just doing a regular everyday exercise. He's supposed to come back this month, but we'll see. Also, how effective could he be? He's a guy. He's played in the Nash he's played in the American League all his career. Played for one team all his career, just like Lindor, the Cleveland Indians. Remains to be seen. Right now, it's it's looking like Cleveland has won out on that trade. Francisco Lindor still not hitting as well as he should. And some people are saying, oh, but it's a new league. He's never played in the NL before, all right? You want to look at the other side of the trade? Look at Ahmed Rosario. Ahmed Rosario never played in the American League before this season, and he's batting 268. I'd rather take 268 over what Lindor's batting. I mean, if 213 is acceptable to you, then you you just have lower standards <laughs> than, than, than the average uh, baseball analyst or fan, but... I mean, the, the, the excuses are, are just unbearable. Like I said, Ahmed Rosario batting two sixty eight in Cleveland. Never played in the American League before. So I don't know what the excuse is. But Lindor's got to wake up. Uh, the $341 million man um, j- just not hitting. Uh, the rest of the team seemingly quiet. Uh, just when you thought they, they were about to catch fire. Um, got guys, guys like Dom Smith. All right, two forty nine is better than what Lindor is hitting, but uh, with the year that that Dom Smith had last season, two forty nine, that that's uh that's just not cutting it. Uh, Michael Conforto back off the IL, but batting two sixteen, and then you got guys like Albert Almora Jr. batting .075. Why is he even still on the major league roster? I have no clue. Probably because of his defensive acumen. But you, you can't have guys batting like batting with those numbers and, and and being on the Major League club, Kevin Pillar, who due to the Mets injuries, has has uh, had extensive playing time batting 218. Um, at least Pete Alonso's in 260. So James McCann, another guy. Uh, he's batting 248, so you know he Dom. Uh, at least close to 250 above the Mendoza line. Alonso batting 260. Uh, Brandon Nimmo will be a welcome addition back to the lineup. Uh, in 66 at bats before hitting the injured list, he was batting 318. So, I mean, hopefully uh, that'll provide a spark in the offense. Even a guy like Jeff McNeil, who's a career 300 hitter, uh, even even McNeil disappointing numbers. He's batting 226 uh this season uh a lot of people said oh well, when the weather gets warm these guys will start hitting we're in july the weather ain't gonna get no warmer than july maybe august by by a couple of ticks on the thermometer but um and then the pitching like i said earlier the start the rotation is is chopped and in scrambles uh how many games this season have have the mets started a reliever and and went with a bullpen game it's getting ridiculous at this point um and again, do you make a do you wait till the deadline and try to hold out and hopefully you're still in first place? I don't know. I, I would make a move now. Wait to see uh Carrasco. It's July now. Does Carrasco come back in a in a week and a half after the all star break? I don't know. I don't have the answers. But well, I don't have the answers to the Carrasco's uh problem, but some something's gotta happen. Something's gotta give here. Because you have DeGrom, who, by the way, his last start against Atlanta, uh, he's, he's, he's finally started to look human between the injuries and that bad start in Atlanta on Thursday night where uh, he gave up three runs in the first inning in a game where that was the first game all year where Jacob DeGrom's given up more than one run, if any, runs in a, in a start. Uh, even he's finally starting to look human. Uh, Marcus Stroman and Tywan Walker. Those are the only three cogs we have that we can rely on. I mean, Peterson on the IL, what? You're going to have two spot starters in the rotation if McGill doesn't hold up? And uh, I I just don't know. I don't know. But all I know is that the Mets could use a starter. Um, I'm not going to make trade deadline predictions right now because it's still almost a full month out. I'll make my predictions uh, in a couple of weeks. But... The Mets are looking like there is there's a collapse ready to happen and I this this weekend the Subway Series is going to is going to say a lot because if we if we want to look at the schedule you want to look at the schedule right right now it, it's it's not looking good for the Mets in terms of strength of opponent. The Mets um they play the Yankees today at 1 p.m., tomorrow in a doubleheader. Then after that, a three-game series against the NL Central-leading Milwaukee Brewers. And then the last series before the All-Star game, four games against the Pittsburgh Pirates, which should be winnable, but as these last couple of weeks have dictated, the Mets losing games, that they should win. Hopefully they could get a four-game sweep or take three out of four. Um, but as far as it's time to hit the panic button, I'm hitting the panic button because the bullpen blowing games even take Thursday's game in Atlanta. Jacob DeGrom has the bad start. It gives up the three runs. The Mets offense, Dom Smith, two home runs in the game, manages to tie the game up. And then Seth Lugo with a boneheaded play, uh, an infield single that turned into a double for Abraham Almonte. Um, Infield single already. Lugo goes to field the ball, slips and falls over. As he's falling, throws the ball to first base. It ends up in the camera. Well, Almonte's on second. They get a walk off a couple batters later, Ender day Um game winning single. So I mean, and even the offense. You can only muster three runs. The offense has been terrible all year, but lately they've been they've been sleeping even more and look at this, losses to Philadelphia, losses to Washington, uh, they only take one game out of three games from, from the Braves, even last week, they split the doubleheader, and then lose the next, the the next, the the next game Tuesday, 3-0, what a miracle of a game on, uh, on the Wednesday, so, um, the Mets, they're up and down, they can't get a streak going, and, you're trying to gain ground in the division. You is two things you need to do. You need to win games, and you need your opponents to lose games. And what's going on right now, the Mets are losing games, and their opponents are winning games. For so long, we've said the National League East, the Mets are the only team at 500 or better. Now, look, the Nationals are 40 and 40. Thank goodness the Dodgers took care of them last night uh, and the night before. But you want to win a division, you're going to have to do better than this. And, and like I said, I'm hitting the panic button because um jacob de even though it's only one game i think he's about to come back down to earth um questionable holes with the with the fourth and fifth uh starting pitching spots in the rotation it's uh and then the injuries and and the lack of hitting like it's all going to add up and you know questionable managing decisions too by luis rojas I don't understand. There's been several games. Uh, um, He's called for a pinch hitter. And you know who he uses as pinch hitters? Pitchers. There's been one time he had David Peterson pinch hit. One time he had Tommy Hunter pinch hit. One time he had Jared Eikhoff pinch hit. In a game where the Mets offense only mustered two hits. And Jared Eikhoff was one of the hits. You, you, and, and like I've said before. As a manager of a Major League Baseball club. You have to manage to win the game. And I don't think Rojas in in certain instances makes managing decisions that'll win the games. If I'm down three runs, why am I putting in a pitcher to pinch hit? Shouldn't I put in a slugger? Somebody who has a day off? There are times James McCann doesn't start. Dom Smith doesn't start. And instead of using them and going to my bench, I'm going to go in the bullpen and, and and grab a starter who has a day off and have him take a pinch hit bat. bat. makes no sense we're going to take one more break then we're going to preview the subway series uh you're listening to the metropolitan report do you have an event that needs a design how about planning you can take care of all your event needs with arj signature design run by alnisa reed jenkins where you can get custom floral designs event designs set designs as well as retail and commercial installs You can get all that done by Alnisa Reed Jenkins of ARJ Signature Design with event planning and event designing and is also a family-run business. Again, that's ARJ Signature Design. And you can go ahead and get your free consultation by contacting Ms. Reed Jenkins at ARJSignatureDesign.com. They do a great job. And again, if you need any event florals, custom floral designs, or a set design, whether you're commercial retail or personal ARJ signature design can get the job done for you again. That's ARJ signature for your free consultation. Now and we're back on a metropolitan report. Uh, before we get out of here, we're going to preview the subway series. I'm only going to do the subway series as part of my, uh, schedule preview since we'll be back on our biweekly schedule this coming Monday. Um, so the Mets, three games in two days. Uh, game one of this series is today, 1 p.m. Eastern time, is the start time. With tomorrow being the doubleheader, uh, this will be the Mets' fourth doubleheader in 16 days. So uh, in just a little over two weeks, the Mets have played four doubleheaders. That, that's a rough schedule, but... Both teams in the series have something to play for. Of course, the Yankees. I don't think it's realistic of them trying to catch the Boston Red Sox for first place in the AL East, but they could make a run at the wild card. They're two games above 500, they They're 41 and 39. They're nine and a half back uh, in the in the lead for the American League East. Uh, However, they're five games out of a wild card spot. The wild card spots currently being held by the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland A's, with plenty of baseball left. So the Yankees still have a lot to play for. And of course, the Mets, they're trying to hold on to first place. Uh, I don't know if if, if what's going to happen here, but I can tell you that if the Yankees win this series, if the Yankees take two out of three, depending on what happens with Philadelphia and Washington, the Mets may either no longer be in first, or there may be a tie for first after this weekend and these are critical games. So, let's look at the schedule really quickly and and see what's going on here. Uh today's game, Taiwan Walker, who's having a phenomenal season, he's 6 and 3 with a 2.38 ERA. He goes up against Jordan Montgomery, who's 3 and 2 with a 4.06 ERA. Uh so uh and this Yankee lineup has been underperforming all season, especially uh Gary Sanchez, Giancarlo Stanton, but uh, again, he's this Yankee team, a lot to play for, they're starting to wake up, they've been on the cusp of 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 teetering between over 500 and under 500 all year, uh, and they face a Mets team who has a, um, a similar record to them, of course, like I said, the Yankees, two games over 500, the Mets are five games over 500, so on paper, by the record, these two teams are evenly matched teams, almost. Uh, then the second game of the series, which is the first game of the doubleheader, which is uh, tomorrow, 2.05 p.m., Marcus Stroman, who's 6-6, and 2.45 ERA on the hill for the Mets. Um, across the way, um, starting for the Yankees, to be determined. So we don't know who's taking the hill for the Yankees just yet. They'll probably announce that tomorrow morning. And then in the nightcap, Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN, National Television, the rookie who has yet to have a decision, Tyler McGill against to be determined, but the to be determined may end up being Garrett Cole. From what we have read on the reports, uh, Garrett Cole is scheduled to pitch in one of these doubleheader games. They most likely will save him for Sunday night on Sunday night baseball, but he could pitch in the opener at 2:05 5 PM. Of course the night cap is supposed to start scheduled 7:05 5 PM. Uh, again, uh, honestly speaking, I see the Mets only taking one game, if any game, out of this series. I predict it's going to be the game today, only because it's Jordan Montgomery on the hill. But again, you never know what could happen in baseball, but again, the Mets need to at least, minimum, win this series. At least two games out of the three. Because with the way the Nationals are playing and the Phillies are pe- are playing, who, who knows? The- this division is for the taking right now. It is the Mets' division to lose. So, um... And, and the Mets, they need all the momentum they can get because, uh, the NL Central leading Milwaukee Brewers come to town on Monday for a three game set. So definitely, uh, the Mets do need to do something. They do need to win games and win games, uh, as many as they can before the all-star break, because after the all-star break, the dog days of summer are here and it's gonna, it's gonna be, a, uh, it's gonna be a a marathon to the playoffs from there. So uh, again, I, I predict the Mets are only going to take one game out of this series. I could be wrong. They could show me something and prove something. But all I know is that if they lose this series and Washington, um, the Nationals, they end up uh, winning their series, uh, they, they've got the Dodgers this weekend, which is no easy task. But if they can manage to put away the Dodgers today and tomorrow, then... Who know who Who knows what the standings will look like? But again, with with the NL Central leading Brewers uh, coming to town on Monday, the the schedule is getting pretty rough before we play Pittsburgh. So definitely, at least need to win this series. I predict that the Mets won't, but again, uh, I could be I could be wrong. Uh, I I would hope to not have to hit the panic button, even though I've uh, tapped the panic button a couple times already. And with that being said, I've said everything there is to say, and the only thing left to say is, let's go Mets!